This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Wonderful it seems Than all 
Thanks, Jim and Debbie, for those beautiful songs. Welcome to this worship service, good neighbors. You're listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Pastor Greg Wilcox. Thanks today to Debbie Tagg and Jim Haugerud, our musicians. Thanks to Eileen Flatten, who will be reading our lessons and sharing the children's message. Thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen, for keeping us on track and putting this recording together. And many thanks to each of you who are listening today. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA Radio at 93.1 FM or live on their website at wpcaradio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast available on your smartphone via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. Encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance, and to our new services, which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715 268 9577 
by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Lauren and Debbie Tagg, and we want to thank Lauren and Debbie for their generosity. We depend on folks like them to help keep this podcast going. Just a couple of additional uh, announcements about upcoming worship times. On the 16th, worship at NUIC Parish will be at Duranda uh, at 9.30 a.m. And then on the 23rd, worship will be at Trinity at 9.30 a.m. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in a church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name and he is present with each of us, wherever we might be today. His presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together. We're in the season of Epiphany, and as you participate in our worship service today, you may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings for today. We continue our worship asking God to bless our time together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me and listen as I read the confession of sins. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we have done and things that we have failed to do. Turn us again to you, uphold us by your spirit, so that we may live and serve you in newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Hear then God's promise of absolution. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are all forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. I'll invite Jim and Debbie to come and share some more songs with us. Jim and Debbie? Well, Debbie, the Christmas season, I guess, is technically over, but don't you think sometimes... We tend to, maybe the first week or two of December, we open up the closet and bring Christmas off the shelf and dust it off. And for a couple, three weeks, people are nice and they're jolly and they're happy and the world seems to be different. And then about the first week or so of January or the first of the year, don't you think it kind of gets put back on the shelf? So well, we're going to do a Christmas song tonight. We might do one next week too. So. Star of the East, O Bethlehem star, guiding us on to heaven Eternity, help us to follow. Where 
storms of grief gather loud. Faithful and pure, thy rays beam to save the light o'er the cradle and bright o'er the grave. Smiles of a Savior are mirrored in thee. Glimpses of Thanks again, Debbie and Jim, for those songs. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Would you join your hearts with mine as I pray the prayer of the day? Let us pray. 
O God, on this day you revealed your Son to the nations by the leading of a star. Lead us now by faith to know your presence in our lives, and bring us at last to the full vision of your glory, through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I'll invite Eileen to come and read our lessons and share the children's message with us. Eileen? The first reading is from Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For the darkness shall cover the earth, the thick darkness the peoples, but the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around, they all gather together, they come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant, your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you, the wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, and the young camels of Midian and Ephah and all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. The second reading is Psalm 72, verses 1 through 7 and 10 through 14. Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to a king's son. May he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. May the mountains yield prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. May he defend the cause of the poor of the people, give deliverance to the needy, and crush the oppressor. May he live while the sun endures and as long as the moon throughout all generations. May he be like rain that falls on the mown grass, that showers, that waters the earth. In his day, may righteousness flourish and peace abound until the moon is no more. May the kings of Tarish and the isles render him tribute. May the kings of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all kings fall down before him. All nations give him service. For he delivers the needy when they call, the poor and those who have no helper. He has pity on the weak and the needy and serves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence, he redeems their life, and precious is their blood in his sight. The next reading is from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. This is the reason that I, Paul, am a prisoner for Christ Jesus for the sake of you Gentiles. For surely you have already heard of the commission of God's grace that has given me for you and how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I wrote above in a few words, a reading of which will enable you to perceive my understanding of the mystery of Christ. In former generations, this mystery was not made known to humankind as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That is, the Gentiles have become fellow heirs members of the same body and sharers in the promise in Jesus Christ through the gospel. Of this gospel, I have become a servant according to the gift of God's grace that was given me by the working of his power. Although I am the very least of all the saints, 
This grace was given to me to bring to the Gentiles the news of the boundless riches of Christ and to make everyone see what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things, so that through the church the wisdom of God in its rich variety might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose that he has carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have access to God in boldness and confidence through faith in him. So good morning, boys and girls. It's now time for the children's message and for all of us who are still children at heart. Have you ever read the story, Horton Hatches the Egg by Dr. Seuss? It's a wonderful story about an elephant named Horton. The story begins with a lazy bird named Maisie sitting on her egg in a tree. Sitting on the egg was tiresome and boring and Maisie hated it. I'd take a vacation, fly off for a rest if I could find someone to stay on my nest, said Maisie. That's when Horton walked by. Maisie asked Horton if he would sit on her egg while she took a little rest. Horton objected at first, but Maisie promised that she would not be gone long, so Horton finally agreed, and soon he was sitting on the nest while Maisie flew off to Florida for a vacation. In Florida, Maisie had such fun that she decided she would never return to her nest. Days turned into weeks, and weeks turned into months, but Horton kept sitting there day after day. Winter came, and icicles hung from Horton's trunk and his feet, but still he remained faithful to his promise to Maisie. I'll stay on this egg and I won't let it freeze, he said with a sneeze. I meant what I said and I said what I meant. An elephant is faithful 100%. Now I don't know if elephants are really faithful 100% or not, but I know someone who is. God is faithful 100%. The Bible is full of the promises of God and God is always faithful to keep his promises. In the Bible, there's a story about a man named Simeon. Simeon was a very old man who had faithfully served God all of his life. Simeon was looking forward to the coming of the Messiah. God had promised Simeon that he would not die until he had seen Christ, the promised Messiah. A few days after the birth of Jesus, Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temple to dedicate him to God. Simeon was in the temple. As soon as Simeon saw the baby, he knew that Jesus was the Christ and that God had kept his promise that he would not die until he had seen Messiah. God is faithful to his promises, 100%. We are at the beginning of a new year. Many of us will make promises to God about things that we will do in the new year, but I'm afraid many times those promises are made, but they're never kept. If God is faithful to keep his promises to us, don't you think it's important for us to keep our promises to him? This year, as we make our promises to God, let us say, like Horton, I meant what I said, and I said what I meant. I'll be faithful to God 100%. So could you please bow your head, fold your hands, and join me in prayer. Dear Father, as you are faithful in keeping your promise to us, May we be faithful in keeping our promises to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Every color, every race, they are covered by His grace. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Jesus calls His children dear, come to me and never fear, for I love the little children of the world. I will take you by the hand, lead you to the better land. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Jesus loves the little children. shepherd true and he'll always stand by you for he loves the little children of the world he's the savior great and strong and he'll shield you from the wrong jesus loves the little children of the world jesus loves the little children all the children of the world every color Thanks again, Jim and Debbie, for that beautiful song about Jesus and his love for all the children of the world, really all of us. The gospel lesson for this Epiphany Sunday is the gospel according to Matthew, the second chapter, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is a shepherd, my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen in its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warmed in a dream and not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Gospel of our Lord. Dear friends in Christ, we know that typically men are not all that sharp. I think as a man I can 
say from experience that there are a whole host of faults and failures that my gender is prone to. I found a little piece called Understanding Men that struck me as all too often true. And here are a few things that men say often to their wives or girlfriends, and then how to translate what they say. So just a few. First one is, it's a guy thing. Translated, that means there's no rational thought pattern connected with it, and you have no chance at all of making it logical. Or here's another one. It would take too long to explain. Translated, I have no idea how it works. Another one, take a break, honey, you're working too hard. Translated, I can't hear the game over the vacuum cleaner. Another one, that's interesting, dear. Translated, are you still talking? Or, you know how bad my memory is. Translated, I remember the theme song to F Troop, the address of the first girl I ever kissed, and the vehicle identification numbers of every car I ever owned, but I forgot our anniversary. Couple last ones. I heard you. Translated, I haven't the foggiest clue what you just said, and I'm hoping desperately that I can fake it well enough so that you don't spend the next three days yelling at me. Or here's the last one. I'm not lost. I know exactly where we are. Translated, no one will ever see us alive again. Well, it's a guy thing. So, given the truth of those little insights about men, what's so different about the wise men in our lesson today? What makes them different from other not so wise men? Or what's so wise about the wise men could be asked in this way. What characteristics did the wise men have that enabled them finally to find Jesus? And here are just a few thoughts about that. In verse one, it's clear that the wise men had a purpose. They left everything to follow the star. This purpose was their priority. It came first among many other competing priorities like family obligations, work responsibilities, political loyalties. This purpose gave them a passion for life. Each day was a new adventure. Each day brought them a little closer to the one they were seeking. Do you know what your purpose is? Does it inform your priorities? Does it give you a passion for each new day? Secondly, in verse two, we see the wise men had humility. When they lost sight of the star, these men were not afraid to admit that they were lost and they didn't know where to find what they were looking for. They stopped and asked for directions and that in itself makes them wise. When you're lost, can you admit it? Can you ask for directions when there's no star to guide you and you need help? Thirdly, in verse 10, the wise men were filled with joy. When they found the star, when they experienced the good news of being on track again, they rejoiced. We can be so blasé about life, take the wonder of our days for granted. When you experience some good news, do you keep it to yourself? Do you take it for granted? Do you let it pass unremarked? Or do you really rejoice and celebrate? 
Fourthly, in verse 11, the wise men were filled with awe. When the wise men finally found Jesus, they knew they were in the presence of something, someone, beyond all their experience. In awe they worshipped him. Are you open to the mystery of life? Do you have the capacity for awe? Fifthly, in verse 11 again, the wise men give. Not just bring gifts on occasion, but be a gift-giving sort of person. Some people are always giving gifts. Kind words, compliments, recognition of others, little treasures brought forth from their hearts to enrich the lives of others. Are you a gift-giving sort of person whose heart overflows with the treasure of kindness and love? Finally, in verse 12, the wise men change. They had a dream, and when a change of plans was called for, they changed. I'm not suggesting a formula here. Do these things, and like the wise men, you'll find purpose and passion, and at the end of your journey, you'll find Jesus. No. But there is something worth really thinking about here, something to reflect on and to ask, what difference can these ancient men, these we three kings of Orient are, what difference can they make to you and to me today? Let me give you a little glimpse of life, of the life of one of the wisest persons I ever knew. She wasn't a wise man, but she was a very wise woman. This is in the preference from a little book, the story of Agnes, that was written about her. Here's what it says in the preface. The time was February 1942. In the mountainous jungles of southwest New Guinea, the grim reality of World War II was a vivid and often terrifying experience for the American and Australian missionaries. After much bombing and strafing, the Japanese were now invading and occupying the remote island. Of those who had not yet been evacuated, many would suffer and 12 would be killed. Thankfully, most of the women and all of the children had been able to leave safely. One group of missionaries, five men and one woman, were in imminent danger of capture. At the last possible moment, wanting to remain with their Papua New Guinea friends as long as possible, they left their station under cover of darkness. For seven days, they fled through an almost impenetrable jungle toward their destination, a small airstrip high in the mountains at the Lutheran Mission School near Wa. The six-member group often walked at night and slept during the day to avoid detection by the Japanese planes above and the Japanese patrols below. The nights were cold and wet in the rugged mountains. In spite of their discomfort, the group kept moving, even though two of the men had dangerously high fevers. The lone woman in the group was a Lutheran medical missionary not yet 32 years old. She was the last white woman to leave before the Japanese took over the area. How did a young woman doctor, born and raised on a prairie homestead in central North Dakota, find herself in such a predicament? This is the story of Agnes. Agnes was my mother's oldest sister, and I didn't meet her until long after she became one of the first women missionary doctors in New Guinea. She served in New Guinea for 30 years, both before and after World War II. I spent time with Aunt Agnes as a young man at various family gatherings, and she left a lasting impression on me. Her purpose, her passion, her priorities 
were all about helping others in Jesus' name. Although she had touched thousands of lives and saved many from death in the jungles of New Guinea, though she had braved danger and barely escaped the Japanese invasion of this island nation, and although she had pioneered missionary and medical practice in some of the harshest conditions in all the wide world, she lived oh so humbly and simply. And although she had spent more than half her life away from her family and friends, never getting married and never having a family, surely experiencing some long, lonely times, Agnes was amazingly joyful, always smiling, always laughing. This wise woman was so caught by the cause of Christ that her life, like the star the wise men of old followed, her life lit up the world around her and helped many find what they were searching for. God's love in a little baby lying in a manger. God's love in a dying man hanging on a cross. I don't know what difference, if any, hearing about the wise men might make to you and me today, or what difference, if any, getting a glimpse of Agnes's life might make to you either. But if, like the wise men and like Agnes, we can be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, if we can pray and listen and be open when the Spirit nudges us in new directions, then this new year, 2022, we're bound to find mystery and joy and awe. And in finding those things, we, like the wise men and like Agnes, will surely find again he who was born not just King of the Jews, but King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. I'll ask Debbie and Jim to come and sing again. Beautiful Savior, King of creation, Son of God and Son of Man, truly I love Thee, truly I serve Thee,
Continue then as we confess our faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I'll ask Debbie and Jim to come and do our prayers of intercession, please. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. The Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us in abundance, so we are bold to pray for the Church, the world, and all that God has made. By the Holy Spirit, you gather your Church and send it out in mission to share the good news of Jesus. Inspire your faithful people to be fervent in prayer and service, that all people know they are precious in God's sight. God of grace, hear our prayer. You reveal your love and power through water and the Spirit. Guard rivers, seas, and all bodies of water from destruction and pollution. Secure access to clean water for all, and protect the land from drought and flood. God of grace, hear our prayer. Establish among the nations the blessings of peace. Raise up leaders who will protect vulnerable people in their care. Strengthen advocates who risk reputation or retaliation for the sake of mercy and justice. God of grace, hear our prayer. You protect us through the fires and troubled waters of this life. Assure us that we will not be cut off from you by illness or despair, anxiety or pain, confusion or weakness. Comfort all who are in need. And today we remember Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Rick Elmer, Randy Goblin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, Tim Elmer, Janet Knutson, Martin Tanberg, and we remember the family of Ellsworth Johnson. God of grace, hear our prayer. We're joined in baptism to Christ and to one another. Bless those who are newly baptized and those who are preparing for baptism. Help us to be faithful in fellowship, worship, evangelism, service, and justice-seeking. God of grace, hear our prayer. You created each of your saints for your glory. 
We give thanks for those you have called by name into your eternal embrace. And we remember Agnes today. Comfort us in grief and release us from fear. God of grace, hear our prayer. Since we have such great hope in your promises, O God, we lift these and all of our prayers to you in confidence and faith through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us power. We continue then with the sharing of the peace. Now may the peace of Christ be with you always. Amen. I invite you to bless yourself or someone else worshiping with you using the Trinity formula, which is be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, to the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors in need. There's a song in the earth, there's a star in the sky, there's a mother's deep prayer and a baby's low cry. And the star rings its fire while the beautiful sing for the manger of Bethlehem cradles the king. In the light of that star lie the ages impearled and that song from afar has swept over the world. Every hearth is aflame and the beautiful sing in the homes of the nations that Jesus is King. We rejoice in the light and we echo the song that comes down through the night from the heavenly throng. And we shout to the lovely evangel they bring, and we greet in his cradle our Savior and King. Thanks, Jim and Debbie. Let's do our offering prayer. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us and what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Would you join me with your hearts as I pray the Lord's Prayer? Let us pray. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Receive then the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. I invite Jim and Debbie to come and do our closing songs. As I went down to the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, sisters, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, sisters, let's go down, down to the river to pray. As I went down to the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the robe and crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, brothers, let's go down, Let's go down, come on down. Oh, brothers, let's go down, down to the river to pray. As I went down to the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, people, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, people, let's go down, down to the river to pray. As I went down to the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the robe and crown, good Lord, show me the way. Oh, mothers, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, mothers, let's go down, down to the river to pray. As I went down to the river to pray, Studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, sinners, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, sinners, let's go down. Down to the river to pray. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. 
tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. While shepherds kept their watching o'er silent flocks by night, behold, throughout the heavens there shone a holy light. Go. Is born. The shepherds feared and trembled when low above the earth rang out the angels' chorus that hailed our Savior's birth. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go. Down in a lowly manger, our humble Christ was born, and God sent Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. Our pastor today is the Reverend Greg Wilcox. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. Yes, go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go 